I have a question. Are you mowing in the dark? Welcome back to the Mowing in the Dark podcast. I am your host, Aaron Sutter. Thank you for tuning in to another Faith Friday episode. Today, guys, we are jumping into Acts chapter 2, and we are only going to go from Acts chapter 2, verse 1 through 13 today. But first, before we go any further, my name's Aaron Sutter. I started a lawn care business 10 years ago. Well, almost 10 years ago. It'll be 10 years in February. So I've been doing lawn care for 10 years. I started this podcast out of a YouTube channel, and I have just been working and sharing my experiences and giving advice on different things. I'm a solo operator, and with all of that, I'm a Christian, and I I just decided that once I started this podcast and got it going, that I was going to do a Faith Friday episode because I believe that faith plays an integral part in running a successful business. And so with that being said, I wanted to do a faith episode. And so I decided to call it Faith Fridays and do it on Friday. And it has been an overwhelming success. Uh, the Faith Friday episodes are my most listened to episodes. So without any further ado, let's jump into Acts chapter 2. But first, again, <laughs> more ado. <laughs> Sorry, guys, I'm kind of an idiot. <laughs> um, I want to give my disclaimer that I am not a Bible scholar. I uh, did not go to Bible school. I just love the Word of God, and I like sharing it with people. And... So the way we do this here, if you're new, is I read, sometimes I'll read the whole chapter of, of a, bi- a book of the Bible, or I'll just read a portion of it. Today, we're just doing a portion. We're doing, I read through Acts chapter 2, 1 through 13, and then we go back to the beginning and we go verse by verse through it, and I kind of break it down a little bit as best as I can, because again, I'm not some theologian or anything. I'm not a pastor. I'm just a guy that loves the Word of God and likes sharing it with people. So with all that being said, let's jump into Acts chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from, the, from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, There were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Then how is it that each of us hears them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and 
Cappadocia, Pontius and Asia, Philegia and Pamphylia. I'm sorry, guys. Some of these names are really, really tough. Uh, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism. Cretans and Arabs, where we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said they had they have had too much wine. And that's where we're going to stop. This is going to be a short Faith Friday today because chapter 2 in Acts is a very long chapter. Uh, because Peter addresses the Sanhedrin on down in chapter 2. And so that's a really good spot. And that's a whole section. And it, it, it just works better to break it this way. So today is going to be a short Faith Friday. But we are dealing with the Holy Spirit coming at Pentecost. The, where, when God pours out his Holy Spirit... On the disciples and and gives the Holy Spirit as a gift to them. And so that is what we're talking about today. And there might, like I said, this is going to be a short one because it's only 13 verses long. And uh, we'll get into it a little bit here. I have got my commentary here in case I have any questions. So let's go back to verse one and let's start at the beginning. When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. So the disciples had gathered in another room, kind of like the upper room for the Last Supper, uh, but there was many more people in this room. Uh, there was probably, what was it, 200 people or something like that that was actually in the room. All right. Uh, there was a, back in verse 1, they talk about um, replacing uh, Judas, who had who had died or killed himself um, after he betrayed Jesus, and they uh, they made Matthias a disciple after cats, casting lots, and it says here that there was a whole room full of people, but I can't remember and I can't find it how many people were in the room. But anyway, let. Um, so there was a ton of people in this room. All right, let's keep going. Verse two, suddenly a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. So everyone was sitting They're in the house. They're, they're just sitting there. They've been praying. They replaced Matthias or they replaced Judas with Matthias and they are, they're praying and they're praising and they're they're doing these things, and lo and behold, God decides that this is a time to pour out his Holy Spirit, and it comes like a mighty wind. We've all heard this before. If you've been in church, you know, Holy Spirit, come like a mighty wind, whatever. You know, we always do this. Well, the Holy Spirit has already come. He's already here. We don't have to pray for him to come. He's already here. All right. Uh, verse 3. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. So this is the, the interesting part of when the Holy Spirit comes is that he, it presents 
the Holy Spirit presents himself as flames of fire over the top of people's heads. And it's really interesting if you think about it. Like, their hair didn't burn. Maybe some of these guys were bald. I don't know if they had balding problems back then. But um, but it was flames of fire over the head. And they were all filled. Verse 4, all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking to speak in other languages as the Spirit enabled them. Now, I have heard it said that tongues is two things. There's two different types of tongues. I don't know if you've heard this. Maybe you're more charismatic. I'm not charismatic by any means. Um, So I believe that tongues is only one thing. I believe that tongues is speaking in other languages. Now, you may believe that speaking in tongues is speaking in other languages and speaking in like this angel language or something that only the angels can understand or only God can understand. Um, I just don't see where that's really in the Bible. Um, It does say, I don't remember the location, but it does say if I speak in the tongues of men and angels... Um, but have not love that I'm a, a clanging symbol. So I, I, I get that. I, I hear that. But I, I think that was more of a figure of speech than actual, like a, another foreign language to us. Okay. And so th- this is just what I believe. You can believe differently. I'm not going to argue with you on it. Um, but I, I, I just, I believe that speaking in tongues is speaking in other languages because the Bible does say, if you speak in tongues, you have to have an interpreter. And so that that's what I believe that speaking in tongues is. So let's go over verse four again. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. So some of them, the Spirit didn't enable them because it's a gift of the Spirit. Not everybody gets the gift of tongues, correct? And so as the Spirit enabled them, not all of them were speaking in other tongues, but some of them were. Verse 5, Now there were staying in Jerusalem God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. So the, the word of God had already spread um, and it not not everywhere, but what it's saying here is there's God-fearing Jews. So these are Jewish people from every nation under heaven. They're in Jerusalem for I think it's like a feast or something. Um, and don't I don't know. Let me see here if I can find that in my commentary. Um, verse five. Um. Let's see. Jews, devout men, had gathered in Jerusalem from all over the known world to observe the Feast of Pentecost. Okay, so it was the Feast of Pentecost. I should have known that. I've been in church my whole life, and I, it just didn't, just didn't register. <laughs> when they heard the rumor of what had happened, they assembled at the house occupied by the apostles. Then, as now, men were tra- attracted when the Holy Spirit 
when the Spirit of God was at work. All right, so that 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 just kind of brings it together here. So Jews were in Jerusalem for Pentecost. Okay, verse 6. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. These people were from all over the known world, and they were hearing these disciples, these guys that were Galileans, speaking in their language. And that, that had never happened before. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard them speaking in their own language. Verse 7, utterly amazed, they asked, are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? Verse 8, then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? They couldn't understand it because you have to remember the Holy Spirit was not a thing yet. I mean, obviously, the Holy Spirit has always been because the Holy Spirit is part of God. But they, the Holy Spirit had never been on, on earth and indwelt in people before. And now he is. And now we have the gifts of the Spirit, right? Then how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? And then it goes on, verse 9, it talks about all the people that, all the different nations that were there. The Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea, and Cappadocia, Cappadocia, something like that, Pontius and Asia, Phrygia, and Pamphylia, Egypt, and parts of Libya near Cyrene. Visitors from Rome, so there was people from Rome too, Rome, Jewish, uh, Roman Jews or whatever. Verse 11, both Jews and converts to Judaism. So not just Jews from birth, but those who were converted to Judaism. Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. So in our own tongues, own languages, we hear them speaking the, the mighty power of God in our language. And that's, that's what I believe tongues is. You, you got, we can argue about it if you want to. The, you can look at it different ways, okay? I get it. I, I don't really want to argue about it. <laughs> but that, that's just what I believe, that it's a known human language that a tongue is, okay? Verse 12, amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? And this question gets answered in, in verse 14 all the way through verse 41. So um, this would be a good section to do all together. It's just so long. This would be like an hour and a half podcast if, if I did it all together and I just don't have that time. <laughs> so um, they were just perplexed. What does this mean? And as I said, Peter, Apostle Peter, is going to address the crowd and um, talk about this in the next podcast. Verse 13, some, however, made fun of them and said they have had too much wine. So 
I think that's interesting because if someone's drunk, they're not going to be able to, just because someone's drunk doesn't mean they're going to be able to speak your language, right? So I don't know. <laughs> Again, they're joking. I get it. They've had too much wine. You know, they're, they're, uh, they're speaking gibberish or whatever, but no, it's, it was the work of the Holy Spirit. And that doesn't mean that they were drunk in the Holy Spirit. I do not believe that being drunk in the Holy Spirit is a thing. Okay, I don't. Um, We can argue about that too, but that is one of the things that I, I stand pretty firmly on, that that is not a gift of the Holy Spirit. Drunkenness is not a gift of the Holy Spirit. And so I do not believe that you can be drunk in the Holy Spirit. I think that defames the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I think it is off-putting to those who are not believers. I think it is um, easily easily um, seen as um, just weird Christian behavior. Um, and I, I don't like it. I don't like it when churches do it. I don't like it when you know, charismatics, you know, act drunk in the spirit, because I don't believe that God ever takes over your bodily faculties and, and makes you drunk because in the Bible, it does say that, um, well, number one, you shouldn't be drunk. So why would the Holy spirit make you drunk? Number two, um, you should not, allow yourself to be controlled by anything. And so I, I, I just, I don't, I don't think that is right. Okay. Again, that's other things that we could argue about. Uh, that's not really what I want to argue about with this, this podcast, or even through the study of acts. I, I just don't want to argue about that. Um, I believe what I believe you can believe what you believe. It's okay. Um, as Christians, we do have a lot of different beliefs and it's okay. Um, but I would just suggest be careful, um, acting drunk in the Holy spirit. Okay. That that's what I would say because just, just from watching, um, people on TV that are charismatics and they act drunk in the Holy spirit, it, it is just that. Is it is an act, and you? It's very easy to tell. These are not Oscar-winning actors by any means. It's very easy to tell. Okay, so, um, and I think those people, honestly, and I, and I don't want to, to um, put be off-putting to anyone or anything, but I think those people hurt the name of Jesus. I do. I think they hurt the name of Jesus. So with all that being said, guys, this is such a short episode, but you know what? It's good to get started. And I think we will come back and go over a little bit. Well, I'll do a recap next week of what happened this week. And then we will go into Peter addressing the crowd that assembled at at Pentecost. Okay. So that's it for this episode, guys. I'm sorry it was so short, but this is, if I did it all together, it'd be really long. So that's it for this episode, guys. Thanks so much for listening. I hope I didn't offend you. Uh, We can still be friends no matter what you believe. 
Um, I am friends with with a lot of different people, okay? So we can be friends no matter what you believe, whether you're a Christian or not. Uh, but these are just, I'm just telling you what I believe. And you can definitely try to prove me wrong if you would like. If you want to talk to me about this, because, you know, some people get their feathers ruffled when, when controversial things like this come up. Please send me an email at lancelawnservice at gmail.com, or you can find me on Facebook under Aaron Sutter, and you can send me a message there, or you can message me on Instagram at Lansing Lawn Service. So I would love to hear from you, and uh, we can talk about it further. I've done that before with, with several different people, talking about just different things that I went over. If you want to talk about it, let's talk about it. I'm okay with that if you want to talk about it. So reach out to me if you have any questions, if you want to argue, whatever, and, and we can go from there. All right. So guys, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the next Faith Friday episode.